were a lot of DOC comments actually about people complaining about the game and not winning anything. But I think the biggest thing to remember with this game, and I think most Starbucks games, is that they allocate the prizes based on the time that you win. So what they do is they'll say that, hey, there's a prize at 10.03 a.m. and 45 seconds. And so if there were a thousand people playing that game at 10 a.m. and three minutes and 45 seconds, then you have a one in a thousand chance of winning. But if there was only five people playing the game at 5 a.m., you have a one in five. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 35 of The Daily Churn. Today is going to be a recap of all of the things that I churn in October, from credit cards to brokerages to banks, even a ton of freebies and meal kits that all together added up to just a really, really massive month in terms of payouts. So pretty excited for this episode. But before we get too deep into it, I wanted to give a quick update on the Morgan Stanley Amex Platinum card, which for those of you who listen to these episodes as soon as they come out, might be wondering, wasn't there an episode 35 last week about the Morgan Stanley card? I ended up pulling the episode because actually getting a Morgan Stanley advisor to do some of these options was going to be extremely tough. And so I posted a, a comment on Reddit that kind of runs through my data points in more detail. So I won't recap the whole story here. But my big takeaway from all of this, particularly after spending probably three, four hours over the last week just chatting with Morgan Stanley advisors and trying to kind of suss out exactly how things work there is that Morgan Stanley is not a terms and conditions kind of a company. This is why when you call Morgan Stanley, depending on who you speak to, you'll get a totally different answer because chances are, you know the terms and conditions better than the Morgan Stanley advisors do. At its core, Morgan Stanley is a relationships company because it's an investment firm. And so they still approach everything from the traditional investment bank relationship standpoint instead of, let's say, your Bank of America, where you could very easily go to Bank of America, present the terms and conditions of an account that you want to open and have them open it. Morgan Stanley does not give a crap about the terms. Most of their people don't even know the terms. What they care about is establishing a relationship with you that is profitable for them. So once that clicked, I realized I was approaching it entirely wrong. Instead of thinking of them as a traditional churn where you're churning a Chase account or a City account or a Bank of America thing, instead, think of it more like a car dealership. You can't go into a car dealership and say, hey, this car has a sticker on it that says $30,000. Let me have the car for $30,000. That isn't how a car dealership works and you're not going to leave with the car for $30,000. And so that's what I've been up to this past week with Morgan Stanley. There's a couple avenues that I'm exploring that seem pretty promising right now. That said, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself this time. So I'm going to hold off on sharing these until I know for sure that it works. And I literally have a Morgan Stanley Amex Platinum card in hand, which I'm hoping will happen pretty soon. Like this is one of my goals for November. So if one of these new strategies pans out and there's an easy way to replicate it, I will repost that episode with the new updates. And uh, hopefully you guys will be able to get the Platinum card too. But we'll see how it goes. But for now, let's get back into the October recap. Starting with credit cards, really good month for credit cards. So Upgrade, which is a card that I covered in the previous episode, it's kind of a credit card, kind of a checking account, but 
The thing with Upgrade is that they had a $500 bonus for opening the Upgrade card and making three debit card transactions. So super easy qualification requirements and the $500 Upgrade bonus just posted for me a couple of days ago. The nice thing with the Upgrade credit card though is it's technically a line of credit and that line of credit won't show up on your credit report unless you actually use the card. And you don't have to use the card. The three debit card transactions that they want you to do is from a checking account that they also want you to open. So to qualify for that $500, you need to open both the card and their checking account. But the nice thing with the checking account is that there is a $100 referral program. So instead of opening that checking account during the credit card application process, you can exit out of that and then use someone's referral code because then they'll get $100 and you get $100. And that program was set to expire at the end of October, but it has just recently got extended to the end of January. So three more months where you can apply for the checking account and get that 100 extra dollars. On top of that, there's $100 via Swagbucks. And my Swagbucks is showing that orange pending circle, which is usually a good sign. And so hopefully that will post in the next couple of weeks as well. But all in all, just a super fast, easy $700 bonus because I got that $500 credit card bonus after about two weeks from making those three debit card transactions. So very quick and honestly, one of the easiest credit card bonuses I've gotten in a while. For those of you that are still on the fence about applying or haven't gotten around to applying, just a couple updates on the triple stack method where you stack that card bonus with the checking bonus with the swag bucks. So the latest and greatest for getting that link to the $500 bonus is going into Credit Karma and modifying your own offer. So depending on your Credit Karma accounts, you might see an offer for $300 or $400 or $500 for opening the upgrade card. But it's super easy to just modify that URL because the URL, I think, literally contains 400. You could just change that to 500 and now you get the $500 offer. So I'll post a link to the comment from DOC where someone described how to do that. But that seems to be a safer way of opening with the $500 offer than using someone else's $500 link. That said, both P2 and I used someone else's $500 link and my $500 bonus has posted. So both methods may work just as well, but it seems maybe a bit safer if you modify your own offer instead. Then when it comes to actually applying for the card, a few unlucky folks are getting asked for additional verification. So it's probably at random, but they're being asked to upload additional documents, having to take like pictures, selfies of their face and their driver's license. So we didn't get selected for that, but I did see some data points on DOC where some people did. So, you know, it's kind of just luck of the draw. Similarly, I've seen a couple of data points where Upgrade is asking you to also open an account at one of their credit unions before they can approve you for the line of credit. So I think just an extra step that you have to do, but ultimately shouldn't be a big deal. But it sounds like you do have to do that in order for them to approve you for the Upgrade card. But once you're approved, you're good to open that checking account. And the reason why you need to wait for the approval to open the checking account is because the app literally won't let you open the checking account if you have another pending application. You'll get an error message. So it's less of a sequencing thing and more of a the app just won't let you do it. 
That said, you don't want to apply for the checking account first. You do want to apply for the card because there have been data points where if you already have the checking account, they may not approve you for the card. So start with the credit card and then open the checking account once it shows in your app that you're approved for the card or once you get an email. My email was a little bit delayed, so I saw it in the upgrade app first that I was approved before the email came like a day later. But either way, just make sure that you open the checking account through Swagbucks first, that you click the link in Swagbucks to open the page for the checking accounts. And then you can open a new tab or just replace that link with the referral link. That's how you stack the Swagbucks with the referral link because you let Swagbucks set their tracking cookie and then you use the referral link and now you have both things being tracked. And that's how you end up getting that massive $700 bonus in the end when you stack all three of these things. On our end, we're still waiting for the $100 sign-up bonus to post for both myself and P2 and the Swagbucks are still impending. But at least for me, the $500 credit card bonus is already posted. And then we also got some referrals. So I ended up getting four referrals that posted. I think a couple of those were from just me sharing my referral link on the DOC referral thread and then a couple from the podcast. So if you're one of those people, really appreciate you guys for using my referral. P2 also got a couple referrals as well. So all in all, ended up being six referrals or $600 total. Then on the Chase front, there was some pretty big news where the Inc. Cash and the Inc. Unlimited, which are usually 75,000 points for $7,500 of spend, were increased to 90,000 points for $6,000 of spend. So really quite a good increase with an even lower amount of spend. And then the Chase Sapphire also got increased to 80,000 points. So we had two Inc. Unlimiteds and one Inc. Cash. And I was able to just send a secure message in Chase and have all three of those cards matched to the higher offer with the lower spend. For two of those cards, I'd already met spend. And so they deposited the $15,000 times two immediately into the account. The other card, I was still in process. And the response back was just, hey, message us back when you've spent $6,000. And then we'll just give you the full bonus, the $90,000 at that time. So not expecting any issues there. Then also just as a long shot, I also had another ink cash from back in March. So what is that? Almost seven months ago. And I just messaged them to see if they'll match that one too. But that one got denied as expected because I think the time frame that they're looking for is 90 days. So if you open that card in the last 90 days, there's a very good chance that they'll match you. I think DOC just posted that the offer is now public. So you can just apply for it directly even without a match. But if you've already opened it before, match is still the way to go. And just really, it's an amazing deal for these cards. I think it's the highest it's ever been for the Ink Cash and the Ink Unlimited. If you haven't applied for one of these yet, definitely recommend getting in on this increased offer. I also got 20,000 points from referring P2 to one of those ink cards before. And so it was the 30,000 points from matching plus the 20,000 points equaled 50,000 points in October from Chase. Plus there's another 15,000 points that will post whenever I hit the spend. So hopefully that will happen in November. Finally, on the credit cards front, 100,000 points from Amex posted for my P2's gold card. And that was a, a targeted offer that she saw in her account when she logged in, which was to spend $4,000 to get 100,000 Amex points for the gold card. So a really good offer. 
And after the $4,000 was spent, it ended up being more like 107,000 Amex points. Because with that gold card, that's the one that gives you the 4x on restaurant spend as well as grocery spend. So we've been trying to use that card for those things. So yeah, very nice bonus and definitely worth just checking your Amex account to see if you have one of those pre-approved offers. Tallying it all together for credit cards, it was that $1,100 from upgrade because it was a $500 from the card bonus and then $600 from referrals, 50,000 points from Chase plus 100,000 points from Amex. Really big month and I value those points usually at least at two cents per point because I spend it on travel. So what is that? $3,000 worth of credit card points plus just straight cash from upgrade. Yeah, very good month. Next up, we have banks. Really good month for banks as well. Just really good month across the board, actually. But with banks, the big one that posted for us was the Chase Business $750 bonus. That one was from depositing $20,000 and then making five transactions. And it posted pretty much exactly 60 days after the $20,000 were deposited. There wasn't like an extra 15 day wait that they mentioned in the terms. It just posted spot on after 60 days. So sadly, that offer has expired. But I did see there's actually a pretty good chase offer right now for the checking and savings combo where you get $600 if you open both of those things. And those are personal accounts. Sadly, we're not eligible because we both have Chase checking accounts that we use. That's one of our main bank accounts. But for those of you that don't, definitely recommend doing it. It's one of the higher offers that you'll see. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Next up, we have Juno, which really wasn't a bonus, but more just that we moved $10,000 each into our Juno accounts because Juno now is offering 5% interest on up to $10,000 anything over $10,000 up to, I think, $250,000 gets 3% interest. So it's fully FDIC insured and just a really, really good interest rate for an app bank. And we love storing money with these app banks because it is just so easy to use and access while still getting a really high interest rate. I know some people are kind of like adverse to app banks, but They are FDIC insured and the alternatives usually are like credit unions that also offer three to four percent. But those usually require a lot more hoops like they want you to log in every month and make 10 transactions. At one point in the past, when we were doing a lot of those credit unions, we were making two, three hundred debit transactions each month on Amazon, just doing the one dollar reloads just to qualify for high interest at like five or six different credit unions. So I'm personally really very happy to move to these app banks instead. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of options right now for super liquid high interest accounts. So Juno is one of them, but Upgrade, like we were just talking about, also has a savings account that pays out 3.5% interest. Current still has their 4% interest on up to $6,000. So both myself and P2 have $12,000 in two different current accounts. Robinhood is even getting in on the high interest thing by offering a 3% account, but you do need to be a member of Robinhood Gold, which costs $5 a month. Then, of course, if you don't need the money to be super liquid, I still highly recommend iBonds because now I think DOC just posted that the new rate for November is 6.48%. So still super high. I mean, it used to be 9% and 7%. 6.48 is still really good. But of course, there's that 10,000 per year cap on how much you can put into I-bonds. 
Actually, it's $15,000 because you can get a tax refund and up to $5,000 of your tax refund can be paid out as a paper I-bond, which then you can add into your online I-bond account. And I know that because we just did that because we just filed our taxes. We filed for the extension. So the extended taxes were due, I think, October 17th. And so we just got our $5,000 of extra I-bonds that way. You can even invest in short-term treasury bonds through your brokerage. And those pay out at 3 to 4% interest with literally zero risk because you hold those short-term bonds to maturity. So there's just a ton of different options for high interest at this point. And yeah, maybe I'll, I'll do like an update to the, the parking cash episode in the future. But for now, yeah, I think Juno at 5% is definitely one of the best. Next up with banks, we also have Laurel Road which is a sub company, I think, or a different brand, but owned by KeyBank. And that offer was deposit $2,500 into their checking account for $300 bonus. And I like that one a lot because it posted really quickly. I got it after 15 days of making that deposit. And on top of that, you'll get another $20 every month for 12 months if you continue making the $2,500 deposit. So I just used Ally to schedule an automated transfer in and an automated transfer out every month. And so over time, over 12 months, you're going to end up getting another $240 from this account. So very worth doing. And I'll probably have P2 open this checking account next. Finally, quick shout out to Kenny using my SoFi referral. Back in, I think, August, I finally logged into my SoFi account and I saw the $50 there. So really appreciate it. But tallying everything up then, we've got the $750 from the Chase business, $300 from Laurel plus the $50 referral from SoFi for a total of $1,100 on banks as well in October. Moving right on to brokerages, just a massive month for brokerages too, because I got $2,000 from Public and it came in really quickly. It only took, I think, two weeks after my stocks deposited in public via the ACATS transfer process. So the whole process from start to finish from initiating that ACATS was three weeks total. It took a week for them to process the ACATS and then two weeks for the bonus to show up. Now you do need to keep your bonus and the stocks that you transferred there for six months. And for me, now that the $2,000 bonus is posted, I just put that $2,000 into SGOV, S-G-O-V, which is a one to three month treasury bond ETF. And I did that just because I didn't want it to just be in cash earning nothing. Whereas SGOV looks like you'll earn about 1% in six months. So not that great, but better than zero. But it is very safe because they're investing in super short treasury bonds. Alternatively, of course, you could put the money into the market, but just with the way the market is, and we already have a lot of money tied up in the market, I didn't want to put more in right now. So that's sort of why I ended up choosing SGOV. But of course, you can just leave it as cash if you want for six months in your account. And just as a reminder, this bonus offer goes through the end of the year. So yeah, definitely recommend jumping on this one because it is one of the best brokerage bonuses that I've ever seen and so far has been extremely smooth. And if you're not sure how to do ACATS or you're still not convinced, definitely check out the episode, I think 33, which is a shorter episode I recently did focusing on just this public bonus offer. Finally, there was Nadex, which we had another $100 referral. So not sure who did it, but if you're listening to the pod, appreciate you for using that referral link. 
And that was it for brokerages. There was the $2,000 from public plus $100 from the Nadex referral for $2,100 in brokerages in October. Moving right on to meal kits. There were a lot of decent meal kit reactivation offers actually in October. But first off, I wanted to thank Maddie for sending out all of his HelloFresh referrals last month because I had three HelloFresh referrals and I ran out pretty quickly given how many people responded. So Maddie stepped in and helped give out his referrals to the other folks. Really appreciate you guys for just spreading this uh, this meal kit love. Like maybe we should name this podcast at this point to just the daily meal kit because we've been giving out a lot of these meal kit offers. I actually have one HelloFresh code left that someone didn't end up using. So if you want that, just leave a comment on the dailytrainpodcast.com. I'll go ahead and send you a picture of that code. And yeah, if anyone else has codes to share and see someone asking for it, please do pay it forward and give someone a free meal kit because the offer is that they'll get $65 off of their first box, which essentially covers that first box of three or four meals for free. And you only pay that $9.99 of shipping. But in terms of reactivation offers for HelloFresh, I was seeing a Halloween special where they were giving you 58% off of the first box when you come back. And so it's okay. I usually tend to wait for the 75% offers, but if you're not seeing 75% offers in the mail, 58% is still pretty good because you can just load up on as many meals as they'll let you put into a box, which I think is five or six. And then you get almost 60% off, which ends up making it a, a pretty decent deal. Home Chef was doing something similar where they were offering 60% off of the next three boxes if you come back. It's an okay deal in the sense that you still end up paying $46 for a box of five meals for two. So I think that ends up being around $9 per dinner for two. So you can do better, but $9 is still pretty good. And Home Chef is pretty decent. But the big selling point for us is that you get that 60% off for the next three boxes. So three weeks worth of food. And that's nice because there's just less tracking involved. Like I keep a big old spreadsheet to track all of the meal kit offers I'm doing, like when they arrive, when to cancel, when to reactivate so that each week we have a different box coming in. And so when you do an offer where the next three weeks are sort of just sorted without having to coordinate a bunch of different meal kit services, that's pretty appealing to me and makes the whole planning and spreadsheeting a lot easier. Yeah, maybe at some point I'll do like a meal kit part two episode where we'll just cover all of the latest options and I'll clean up and share that spreadsheet I use so that you guys can also track things a bit easier if you're not doing it yet, because I've definitely messed up before and forgotten about a meal kit and then ended up paying full price, which is pretty devastating when sometimes the full price of a box is like $200, depending on how many meals you usually try and load in there. But yeah, we've got that Home Chef coming in November. And in terms of the tally, I don't think I'll count these meal kit discounts because I, I never would pay full price for these meal kits anyway. But it is a great deal for just cheap, easy, quite tasty food. Finally, we have freebies. And if you haven't figured out the trend yet, really good month for freebies as well. So first thing was not technically a freebie, but almost a freebie, which is a 55-inch Omni TV, which is the TV that Amazon makes. This was a Prime Day deal. So they had Prime Day again, I think sometime in October. And usually this TV goes for $500, but they put it on sale for $109, which of course is just a crazy price for a 55-inch TV, especially a more modern one. 
And that offer ended up going live at 6 a.m. Pacific time, and it sold out in under two minutes. So I was there right at 6 a.m. sharp to buy it because I'd gotten an anonymous tip from someone who I will not mention on when it would go live. And actually, a few people on the DOC thread mentioned they'd also figured out the time for themselves by reading this other guy's blog who had tracked when those kinds of offers went live last Prime Day and so kind of figured out that it would go live again at 6 a.m. this Prime Day. And so a handful of people got in on the deal and I was kind of sad because none of my real life friends were that interested in this TV, even though it's such an amazing offer. And like I was kind of wishing that I had the whole deal alerts thing set up for the site so that at least some of you guys could have gotten in on it too. But yeah, I've just been putting off that deal alerts thing, honestly, since it just requires some development work and I haven't gotten around to it. But I'm thinking I make it a, a priority maybe over like Christmas break where I'll just spend a week getting some kind of a beta built so that I can notify you guys sometimes of some of these deals. And it really was an amazing deal. Like it's a pretty awesome TV. I was replacing this old Walmart online doorbuster that I got in a couple years ago, where it was a 55 inch TCL TV that I got for $148. And, you know, compared to that TV, this TV is night and day better than that old one. And I'm going to count this TV as like a $200 profit because you can easily resell it on eBay right now for at least $300. But I only paid $100 for it. So even though I'm not going to resell it, I could. And so I'm going to value this freebie at $200. Next up, another one that I probably would have sent a, a deal alert out for is the Target red card. And so what the red card is, is it's a debit card. So there's a credit card version as well, but you can apply for just the debit card. And by applying for the debit card, Target will send you a $40 coupon that you can use on pretty much anything at Target. And you can use that $40 once online and once in store. So it essentially is $80 free. And what's so great about the red card is that you can close and reapply for the red card every 90 days. So you could close it and then wait for the next time there's that $40 coupon offer and just rejoin red card again. And I know a lot of people have been doing this for a long time. I don't know why I've been zoning out red card deals because I think maybe I thought it was a credit card and I just never bothered to read into it that it's a debit card and that you can just keep churning it. And so I finally did it. And the way that red card debit card works is that you just link your bank account at another bank. And each time you use that red card, it just pulls from that bank account. So it's not even like a thing you have to deposit money into. Plus, it gives you 5% back on any purchase you make at Target. So all in all, if you go to Target at all, it's definitely worth doing. I think we ended up just buying some lamps because they were basically free. The only thing to note, though, is that you got to be careful when you sign up P1 and P2 on the same day on the same IP address, like your same internet at home, because mine went through totally fine and P2 went into pending, which seems like a pretty common data point. And P2 finally got a paper letter in the mail asking for additional documents and they wanted her to fax in like five or six different documents like utility bills, W2s tax returns, just a whole bunch of crazy shit that just isn't worth $80 to fax over to Target. So if you want to avoid that, maybe spread your application days out a bit instead of having both of you apply on the same day. But all in all, it was that $40 coupon that you get to use twice, once online, once in store for $80 from Target in October. 
Then also on the freebies front, there was this uh, kind of silly Starbucks game that both P2 and I were playing. And Starbucks has like a game where you can win stars every quarter. But what was unique about the game this time was that they would let you play the game until you won twice. So it wasn't that you got two plays. It was that you can keep playing until you actually won twice every day. And so over the course of, I think, a week that the game was up between P2 and I, we ended up winning like 450-ish stars, which if you're not familiar with the Starbucks stars ecosystem, that equals three free drinks at Starbucks. And free drinks at Starbucks are great because you can pick any size, including their Triente size, which feels like it's close to a gallon. And you can put all the toppings that you want. A friend told me that at one point he made a drink that ran up over $30 and you get that whole thing as one free drink. We usually tend to just get, you know, matcha lattes or they have this new coconut refresher drink that doesn't have caffeine, but is super tasty. But yeah, the game itself, though, was super stupid. It was like outsourced to some other company and so kept crashing. At one point, you had to wait in a queue to even get into the game. But someone figured out that you don't even have to play the game. You could just enter just your email and then you answer a Google captcha. And now that counts as you playing the game once. So you could just repeat that. And over the week, I got really quick at that because, you know, your phone will pre-fill the email for you. And then you just have to answer the Google captcha. And I mean, I think at this point, Google should probably pay me money for how many times I told them where fire hydrants and chimneys were. But yeah, it still ended up being worth it because it took about maybe five minutes each day for us to win four times. So two times per Starbucks account. And there were a lot of DOC comments actually about people complaining about the game and not winning anything. But I think the biggest thing to remember with this game, and I think most Starbucks games, is that they allocate the prizes based on the time that you win. So what they do is they'll say that, hey, there's a prize at 10.03 a.m. and 45 seconds. And so if there were a thousand people playing that game at 10 a.m. and 3 minutes and 45 seconds, then you have a one in a thousand chance of winning. But if there was only five people playing the game at 5 a.m., you have a one in five chance. So the time that you play really does matter. So for us, it would only take about five minutes because we'd pick times of the day that weren't that popular. And each time we'd win five or 10 or 25 or 50 or even one time we won 100 stars. And so over the course of a week, we ended up getting about 450 stars. And that to us is worth about like $20 because we go to Starbucks all the time anyway. And a drink is like six or $7 each time. But now you can get it for free. So yeah, $20 from just a silly Starbucks game in October. There was also that Amazon 40% off if you use one Amex point. And that's one of those Amex Amazon offers that comes around. I feel like every quarter or so we get retargeted. So even if you've done it before, it's always worth checking to see if that offer has refreshed for you and it refreshed for us. And the cap is at $40. So you can spend $100, get 40% back, which equals $40. So we made sure we maxed that out. Plus there was another Amazon offer in October where it was 20% off of $50 worth of Amazon brand items, which sounds good in theory, but actually it's a pretty select list of items that qualify. So it's kind of a pain to be on Amazon browsing their very specific list to see if there's anything you need. So we ended up just getting a bunch of toilet paper and Amazon pens to hit that $50 and you get 20% back. So it ends up being $10. So total in October was $40 from that 40% offer and then $10 from the 20% offer 
for a total of $50 in discounts from Amazon. And I'm going to count the $50 because, you know, saving money on Amazon is literally as good as cash because it's money we would have spent anyway because you just can't avoid buying things on Amazon anymore. Finally, with freebies, we also got $35 from Top Cashback, where I referred P2. And that $35 actually ends up being more like $37 because you get a 5% bonus when you cash it out as a Visa gift card. And there's just so many of these like little cashback sites where depending on what you're buying, you should just check to see where you can get the most cash back. And yeah, maybe in the future, I'll do an episode where I sort of just rank the best ones. But in the meantime, the site you want to go to is cashbackmonitor.com. And I'll, I'll post a link to this in the show notes as well. But that site basically lists all of the cashback sites, including 90% of them that you've never even heard of. And it'll tell you which cashback site is offering the most cashback for the merchant that you're trying to buy from right now. So really good way to maximize how much you're getting back from online shopping. But tallying all of the freebies together, we've got the $200 from the Omni TV, $80 from Target, $20 from Starbucks, $50 from Amazon, and $37 from Top Cashback for a total of $387 in freebies, which I think is the biggest month I've had in freebies so far. I've only been tracking it for two months, but this is by far bigger than the previous month. All right, so tallying it all together for a final tally, we've got $1,100 from credit cards, $1,100 from banks, $2,100 from brokerages, $0 from meal kits, but you know we did get a whole bunch of cheap food for November, and freebies, $387 for a total of $4,687 in October, plus 107,000 Amex points, plus 50,000 chase points, which to me are worth at least two, $3,000 worth of free travel. Is that the biggest month I've had so far? I'm, I'm not sure. I think there was another month where I had four or $5,000 in bonuses with a bunch of points. But either way, this is definitely in the top three of my churning months. And yeah, you know, you guys know my target is usually $1,000 a month. So $4,500 plus a bunch of points is just way above and beyond and really happy with that. But yeah, that's it for this episode. I know some of these offers that I covered are already expired, but as always, you can check out the latest churns that I'm doing as I'm doing them on the live tracker. You do need an account to see it, but it's totally free to join. And then you'll also get access to the newsletter, which I send out when one of these new episodes come out and it contains all of the show notes and the links that we discuss. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend. Most people find this show through just word of mouth. So really appreciate you guys for spreading the word and thank you for tuning in today. I'll catch you guys next time. See ya.